Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome, everyone, to Project Management Office Hours, broadcasting to you live from the Phoenix Business Radio X studio in Tempe, Arizona. I'm your host, Joe Puzz, PMO Joe, and for the next hour, we'll be talking project management with our special guest today. I want to say thank you to Max Six for hosting us in their Conscious Workspace studio here in Tempe. And I also want to say thank you to our show sponsor, Talaya. Talaya is an European-based company with eight-plus years' experience with customers across Europe, Asia, and Latin America, selling a PPM solution, Open PPM. They provide uh, project management software for multiple industries, and you can get a free trial, 30-day trial of Talaya by visiting www.talaya-openppm.com. I also want to thank the PMO squad. Are you tired of failed projects? Stop being held hostage by failing projects. Deploy the squad to rescue your projects and start recovering lost time, money, and capture peace of mind. Also want to remind our listeners out there that we are monitoring Twitter. So if you have a question for me or any of our guests today, please tweet that in using hashtag PMO Joe, and we'll get to you live on air. I am super excited today. We have three guests with us, two in studio and one with us remote from Florida. Today we have Eric Wright from Vets to PM, John Bailey and Nicole Langston from PMI Phoenix Chapter. Welcome, everybody. Eric, let's start with you. I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Vets to PM and everything that you have going on. Well, thanks, Joe. What a treat to be on the show, uh, y'all, today. Uh, yeah, so I'm a dual service uh, military veteran and uh, got out of the service and didn't really know how to communicate my value to the uh, workforce until I found project management. That was everything I've been doing my entire uh, tenure. So founded a couple companies to help militaries become project managers. Uh, VETSPM is a training and development placement company. And then VETSTONE is a software company that develops AI-based uh, based tools to help veterans relate uh, their experience uh, into uh, a language that companies value. So that's a little bit about us. Great. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate that. And John, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and PMI Phoenix. Okay. Um, my name is John Bailey. I'm the uh, current president of the Phoenix chapter of PMI. Been a volunteer for PMI for about 19 years uh, in both chapter business and uh, at the global level. Strategic volunteer for PMI at one time on uh, several advisory groups that uh, PMI takes into find out what's happening out in the uh, out in the world. Uh, this will be my last year as a president. So as far as uh, personal, I'm happily retired. Glad to be there. As far as the chapter that, you know, the chapter in Phoenix is a very strong chapter with about close to 2,500 members. We try to do a lot of things to bring value to all of our members and then the folks that we hope are potential members. Great. Thanks for being on. Nicole, welcome. Thank you. My name is Nicole Langston. I'm the VP of Marketing at the Phoenix PMI chapter locally, and I've been an active volunteer for, I don't know, a little over four years, I believe, always pertaining to marketing for the chapter. 
chapter marketing is a new word to the chapter. So, um, you know, been trying to really help develop that um, as well as, you know, give back to the, the community and the body of knowledge for the various members as well. Oh, great. Well, thank you again, everybody, for being on. I think we're going to have an awesome show today, and I'm really looking forward to dig into these topics that all of you have brought forth. Uh, we'll start with John. What's the membership value of PMI, right? Obviously, I'm a PMI member, been a long-time member. Uh, PMI is such an important organization in the project management space. But for those listeners out there who may be new to project management or maybe have been in project management but haven't joined PMI yet, What's the value that you get uh, from being a member? Well, I think there's numerous values that you get from being a member, but uh, the primary focus of the Phoenix chapter is education and training, professional development, bringing folks into the Phoenix area that have global skills, so to speak, such as just for an example, we had James Brown who has some really awesome things to say about leadership. Yeah, um, that was a great time. Uh, it was a great presentation he did. They, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. One of our one of our better presentations. But, you know, that's what we focus on, training and education and developing the project managers within our membership and providing those opportunities for them to further their careers, advance, and learn some things they may not know today. And what I find interesting about that, right, is I've been working through multiple industries and I've moved across the country a few times. So I've worked within different local PMI chapters. So the Phoenix chapter is great. We've got several breakfast meetings that they do across the valley. And of course, the dinner meetings that they do and you bring in the speaker. So that's great. But Eric is with us in Florida. And of course, PMI has chapters in Florida as well. Eric, I know you've participated uh, in PMI and done webinars on projectmanagement.com and been involved. Uh, is there any thoughts you have on PMI and the benefits to folks from a veteran's perspective? Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, the basic um, the, the basic gist is this. I mean, any uh, military uh, veteran that has ever had responsibility for, uh, you know, planning a mission, resourcing a mission, leading it, controlling it, and briefing it to the commander – is a project manager. The rub is uh, we don't usually, us veterans aren't usually trained to know that it's our secondary informal military occupation of project management that the civilian division, the civilian workforce recognizes and really values. So I liked, I, I like uh, John's uh, discussion of the training and education. So what, what we do is we go out and educate them that they are project managers we help them get to that point where they're level set, you know, PMPs, basic resumes, I mean, all of that stuff. And then we hand them off to the chapters, their local chapters, so that the chapter grows its membership. It gets strategic leaders um, and the veterans get to kind of, you know, develop their uh, craft, if you will, under the executive tutelage of, of PMI leaders. So it's been a really nice fit. Uh, I'm actually a member of the Space Coast chapter out here uh, in the shadow of Cape Canaveral. Uh, but I remain a member at large so that I can help different chapters all over the, the U.S. And I think we have, uh, it's time for elections here in the local chapter. And I believe one of the candidates, Trevor Stasik, I believe, has a military background as well as a veteran. So to Eric's Shane point. does. I don't, I don't know if Trevor does. Trevor does. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think it just goes back to Eric's point about veterans and their skill sets and then joining into chapters and being active 
Uh, it's a great profession. Well, and PMI is really good too about offering um, free membership to veterans as well, and they also extend it to the local chapters also, so that they can can participate without having to worry about that extra cost. That's a great point, Nicole. And obviously, Eric, for you guys, as you're out there doing your training, I'm sure that's a selling point that you can share with your uh, students as well in your courses. Yeah, it is indeed. We uh, we uh, advocate and encourage all of them to, you know, uh, join in the global uh, organization. Maybe helpful, maybe not for your career. It's really the local engagement that pays dividends. The networking, the the local projects, the the local, you know, kind of lay of the land. So yeah, we encourage all of them. Hey, reach out to your your marketing folks at your local PMI chapters. Get that guest pass. I mean, uh, you know, use every resource available to you. That's for sure. Now, open disclosure here, Eric and I have been partners with a veterans project management mentoring program that we kicked off at the beginning of the year. So I wanted to share that with with the listeners. And I've talked about our program on air several times in the past. And in fact, a few episodes back, we were uh, gifted uh, 10 year-long e-learning courses from Sensei Project Solutions as a donation into our veterans program. So again, Thank you to Kenneth Steinus and his organization for that. But Eric, if you can share a a little bit with us about what it means for a veteran to get mentoring from project managers who have experience and how it can benefit them over the course of their career. Yeah, great, great question, Joe. But before I do that, my friend, I I hope I'm not out of line and I can say this on radio, but uh, I got to do a shameless plug for your project management prowess. So Joe and I are having a conversation one day and I mentioned this, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had an ACP type platform or a, a Veterati platform, you know, for veteran project managers that have already kind of gone through the development life cycle and they're PMs now and they're ready to end, uh, enter industry. Um, and I, I, I wasn't, I'm not kidding, not more than three or four days later, <laughs> Joe had an entire digital platform prototyped ready for us to kind of sandbox walk around in. Uh, he had a uh, URL ready to go. Uh, so y- y- if y'all want uh, some serious project management power behind your organization, I would contact Joe and a PMO squad. Okay, so now onto the question or the answer. Okay, so, you know, I said uh, military veterans have significant amounts of project management experience, but it's doing projects like, hey, the commander wants this battery of artillery guns 300 miles closer to the bad guy, or we need to assault this position. So we're going to fast rope out of some helicopters, or we need to put a new comm satellite uh, into space. And by the way, it's for an organization that we can't talk about. So you never get to talk about that project experience. So we have all of this project management experience, but we don't know that we have it. So we don't know to talk about it. And then if we do realize we have it and we need to talk about it, we don't really know how to translate. So I think the most valuable role that the civilian, uh, the industry PMs, those experts, the Johns, the Nicoles, the Joes of the world is project management is project management. What we build or deliver to the customer is, you know, is basically the only thing that changes. We set up a system, we set up a team, we lead the team, we coach the team. A lot of the core things we do and the interpersonal skills we use are constant throughout our career. So really then they have the professionalism, the inner, the energy, the enthusiasm, the commitment, the loyalty, the ability. They have the skills, the project management skills. What they lack is the context. So I did it for my unit or I did it for Department of Defense or I did it for the Air Force Space Wing. I never have done a project for 
Talaya or PMO Squad or the PMI chapter or IBM. So where industry really can help is kind of mentor and teach them that new context that they're going to spend the next, you know, 20, 30 years of their second full second career in. Uh, so so it's a big critical role to, to, to say the least. And I believe for John and Nicole, right, the Phoenix chapter is exploring veterans mentoring program as well, if I'm understanding from the last uh, dinner meeting we had. And the way I, I would look at that, right, is, of course, we're not competing to try to go out there and mentor the same candidates, but we're extending the reach for what Eric just described, right? The more organizations that we can get doing this, the better off and the, the more veterans that we can get with the proper mentoring. So I don't know if you want to talk about that program. Well, I think it's still very much being kind of structured where we just keep getting a lot of inquiries for resources for veterans. So we're trying to, you know, have more information together and organized as a resource for them. So we've been also trying to organize um, career development workshops and include veterans as a focus for those tools and resources as well. So I think it's still fairly new for the the chapter to um, start rolling it out. Okay. Well, great. I, what I would say offer up here, of course, is the PMO squad and of course. vets to PM. We've been doing this now for about six months, eight months yeah. that we've been into our program, certainly to be able to just talk about lessons learned and ways that we might be able to help each other, I think would be a great opportunity to extend the reach out to our veterans. And as you mm-hmm. could probably imagine, uh, Trevor and Shane are both involved in that because they're some of our veterans on our team, on yeah. our board as well. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've always wondered, right, is I'm, I've always been a member within the chapter. I've never been uh, in a board position or a volunteer leader within the organization. But I always wonder, how do they measure success, right? I know in businesses, we have success measures that we go about. And I'm wondering, John, is, is there any, you know, the four V's of success or what, 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 how do you measure success in a chapter for PMI? Well, we do have the four V's, but they're not for success. Okay. Uh, or actually, I shouldn't say that. They are for success of the chapter, but um, but not focused on what you were pointing out. Mm-hmm. Um, so ask me the question again. Uh, how, just to how does the chapter work through their, their models to understand what you're doing to be successful? Like, how do you measure in your own way? It doesn't have to be the example I mentioned, but for you, what's success? Part of success, and, and I should defer some of this to Nicole, because but is, you know, we survey what we do. Mm-hmm. We ask all of our members and those that attend whatever it is we are doing at the time, uh, whether it's a dinner meeting or whether it's a leadership class or whatever. Uh, and then based on that feedback, we know pretty well that there was a successful speaker, that was a successful dinner, or uh, it maybe it wasn't. So that's one way that we measure it. Uh, and then I think um, Nicole is very, very uh, involved in our social media. And I think, um, so I will defer part of this to you on the social <laughs> media side, but um, some of the things that we get back, the feedback we get from membership. Well, I think as a chapter, um, as you may be asking, I think some of the goals that I have seen being a newer board member myself is that um, it's about um, how how many members, how many are renewed, um, how many um, signups we get to the various events, um, how much engagement there is. Those are what I've seen as some of the um, goals or KPIs, if you will, um, being new to the board myself. But, um, you know, as far as marketing, it's it's harder to gauge as far as for social media aspect, because a lot of our 
followers or participants are from other chapters in other cities and other countries. So obviously we want to see what they're doing and they want to see what we're doing, but it's, it's harder to measure it based on social media um, as it pertains to the chapter, because I feel like PMI global and all the various offices are supporting each other. So you can't go true social media results based on our stats as a chapter because it's so it's more broad than just our own members. Sure. That makes sense. And I know uh, for PMI Phoenix, this is a big year, right? This is the 40th anniversary year. You've had several big name individuals come in within the project management space who've presented and speak at, uh, spoken at the dinner meetings and provided courses as well. Mm-hmm. Tell our guests a little bit about who you've had in town. You want me to take that one? Sure. Okay. Uh, well, we started off the year uh, in January, our 40th anniversary, uh, with a PMI board member attending. Um, his name is Randy Black, and he's actually on the ballot for PMI board again this go around. Uh, but he kicked our year off. Uh, we followed that up in February with Dr. Harold Kersner. Uh, who did not speak at a dinner meeting because we don't have a dinner meeting in February, but he um, he did do a four-hour class on the future of project management from his aspect. And um, for those that don't know about Dr. Harold Kersner, he's probably what, what I would classify as the grandfather of project management. Uh, he was doing project management for NASA before it was called project management. Sure. Uh, then in uh, March, we actually had one of the founding fathers of PMI. There were five founding fathers for PMI, and James Snyder was here for our March dinner meeting, one of the couple remaining founding fathers. And that was a great, uh, just to jump in real quick, for those who don't know the history, he provided a great walk down memory lane of the days prior to PMI being started and how they all came together and traveled to New Orleans in a hotel and room and and hashed through the way they were going to form this organization. It was a fascinating discussion. And the visuals as far as for the office space and how much that's grown and evolved over the years as well. Yes. Well, you know, PMI... Project Management Institute has gone from five members to little over half a million. Yeah, in 40 years, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, about 48 years, 49 years for PMI. 49 years this year, because Mm -hmm. next year will be the 50th anniversary of PMI. Um, But back to the... Yeah. So we had James Snyder, and then we uh, brought James Brown, who I mentioned earlier back, um, and Eric might... I don't know if Eric's familiar with James Brown or not, but James lives uh, very close to Cape Canaveral. But uh, we brought him in for two unique leadership training classes and a dinner meeting the evening in between. Uh, And that kind of brings us almost up to date. Um, Our last keynote speaker we had at um, our just the the meeting that passed last week was um, Steve Fulmer, who's very very active in project management and agile here in the Valley. Yeah, and I had talked on our last show about that discussion was uh, a unique perspective on how the brain operates and how as project managers, understanding how our team members on projects think, we may be able to get more productivity and efficiency out of them by understanding that everybody doesn't think the way I do, right? (laughs) And oftentimes we, uh, we lose that. Well, hey, we have a question that has actually come in through Twitter for you, Eric. So the question we have 
is has the military adopted standard project management processes such as those from PMI, and do they prefer to use their own brand of project management? Ah, great question. So um, the, my my fifty thousand foot answer would be, uh, you know, much like large organizations, especially you know in construction field, NASA, etc. Um, you know, one of my uh, CB buddies uh, runs a, a oceaneering company in Texas. I mean, so a lot of companies have their own kind of tailored methodology they use internally. You know, but they follow the, the universal fundamentals. So, hey, you got to have a charter. You need to have a scope. You need to, you know, some basic things to create expectations around a project deliverables. But the military in general, they they all the branches of service name their quote unquote, you know, dangerous air quotes here, uh, project management methodology, the, some form of the military decision making process or MDMP. Um, and that basically is where, you know, we come up with a feasibility statement and then we kind of scope it out with the boss and then we kind of go to the key stakeholders and develop what we think is the plan that's the operational order uh and then we farm out different pieces so maneuver and uh, you know logistics and medical and supply and all of that stuff uh and and basically write the project management plan or the mission plan and then we put it on a sand table a sandbox walk it through a rock uh, drill to look at different courses of action and different risk sensitivities and things like that. So, yeah, the, the military has, the Department of Defense has their kind of own methodology for producing missions and exercises, which, you know, is synonymous with projects. So in the PMBOK, they say temporary endeavor with unique outcomes. Well, that's the same thing as a mission. And a mission is a live fire thing we're trying to accomplish. And an exercise is something to prepare us for missions. They're both projects. So, yeah, it's called the MDMP. Thanks for that description. I, I think that re- brings me back to a PMO symposium several years ago I attended in Orlando, and Bill Stewart was speaking. Uh, I happened to grab a seat in the front row, and he he was talking about his experience in the military prior to coming out and starting a project management leadership group was the name of his organization, PMLG. And he held up a small book. And he said, I want everybody to recognize this is my first project management instruction guide. And in the front row, I could see that it didn't say project management on it. So he shared with the organization that it was the arm, it was the Ranger handbook. Hmm. And he said, I learned project management from my military experience, much like Eric just talked about, right? Is I had to go out and prepare for missions and I had to understand what the, the scope was, who my team members were, how to execute, et cetera. So Again, that was my initial draw to the military and how veterans and active duty service members could be involved in what my career was at the time, obviously, in project management. So thank you to all the veterans out there and, of course, active duty that are practicing project management today, uh, because by doing that, they're keeping us all safe. And and Eric, I, I think really what you touched on led to the birth and thought for VetStone, can you share a little bit more about VetStone and, and how that came to life? VetStone, it's a deep learning algorithm. It's housed in the cloud. It's basically a piece of software that uses artificial intelligence. And so thousands of veterans have put their experience into it. We then map keywords to PMI's language, the PMBOK and the PMP examination content outline manual uh, published every four years uh, as a product of their uh, role delineation studies. But anyway, we, we kind of use that as the standard and say, okay, 
So here's what successful project managers do in the civilian workforce, military project managers, defense department project managers, what statements look familiar to you? And they put their experience in from their military career and almost nobody outside their, the military understands what they're saying. And this thing translates it into a commercially viable version uh, that any hiring manager, any, any uh, program manager would hire a project manager for because it, it basically commercializes it. It's free to use. I developed it on my own dime and brought it to market. I just saw a need in the marketplace. Uh, I was a product of not being able to translate my value and there was no easy button. So I kind of created the easy button and uh, we've had thousands of users use it. it. It's free to chapters. It's trainer agnostic. And we have had several dozens of audit defenses successfully go through hundreds of PMI applications accepted. And uh, we're clocking about 182 new users a month. And we've only been live since December of last year. So couldn't be more thrilled with the way it's all going down. And uh, it just amazes me that, uh, you know, from humble beginnings as a, as a Navy pipe fitter <laughs> uh, to an AI developer guy, um, what, how, how strange this journey has been. But uh, glad to be still bringing products to the market that, uh, that project managers and uh, military project managers need. Yeah, it makes me wonder what's going to be next, right? I mean, who knows what you have in that mind, Eric, that you'll be sharing with us all in the near future. Got a question here, uh, also came in from Twitter. This has been awesome that Twitter has been very active today for Nicole this time. Okay. Uh, you had mentioned that marketing was fairly new to the Phoenix chapter. Mm -hmm. And the question was, are there any planned efforts underway for marketing and what some of those events or items may be from a marketing perspective? Not specifically for marketing at this time, but we are... I, we're partnering with uh, professional development on the, the career development workshop that we're trying to do um, more recently in the beginning of September. And we're also working to help drive the veterans and be a career resource for our members. So myself, I'm actually in between, but I am doing freelance work also. So I'm very engaged in volunteering and the social media. And so I get members all the time that are asking me for help and direction. And so, of course, I turn around and I, I bring those to the board and see what kind of things can we do to, to help give back to our members? What are they looking for? What, what are they you know needing at this point that'll help them be better or get back into the marketplace? So there isn't necessarily specific to marketing, although an, another personal project, although it technically falls under... Um, what we call our, our communications, it's actually technology team, is more updating and getting the website in a better place. I do come, although I have a lot of technical, I do also come from a digital background. So I understand the importance of the relevancy and the keywords and the content and how it all plays and affects us as a chapter as well as our own presence. So there are things like that that I'm trying to help improve upon for us in marketing also. But really it's more about supporting and partnering with the other teams to make the chapter and the members um, be more productive. Great. Thank you. Um, if I could throw something in, would you uh, like to explain our corporate ambassador program that we're just kicking off? And I know it's not really under marketing, but um, we're hoping that it gets us more visibility in the market and business space. You want me to do a study? I was like, I, I haven't been as active with that. Um, it's not really fallen. I think it's more um, external PR. Ex yeah. But what they're trying to do is we're trying to partner more with the various corporate organizations in the Valley, as well as with some of the schools 
and um, and try and get somebody that's an active volunteer to be more engaged with the various organizations to try and get them more involved and active with the chapter. So, because um, as even you and I had talked about, Joe, there's so many organizations that have PMOs and PM teams and and we're not necessarily partnering with as frequently as we should be. And so, you know, we are trying to get more involved in that in that aspect as well. But I mean, that's not really so much marketing. Do you have anything more to add? It's well, it's part of the visibility. We want the chapter to be more visible going forward than it has been in the past, uh, particularly in academia and in the business world. So if if you're, uh, how could you describe this to a listener then? They want to participate and maybe become an ambassador or assist in this program. Maybe they're sitting at their desk right now down at Wells Fargo or Amex or Intel or somewhere locally, and all of a sudden, hmm, maybe I can be an ambassador. What, What does that mean to them and how can they get involved to try to participate? Uh, Yeah, I don't know as much about it. Well, how do they get involved? They volunteer. Mm -hmm. You know, the PMI Phoenix chapter is a 100% volunteer organization. There is no one within the chapter and the leadership of the chapter on the board or in any volunteer positions that receive any kind of compensation other than the ability to give back to their profession. If someone at Wells Fargo was sitting at their at their desk today listening and they wanted to volunteer, premise behind the program is to have someone within that entity, let's we'll use Wells Fargo or Intel, mm-hmm. someone that's in that space that is a project manager or is at least within a PMO or you know something around project management and a chapter member. They volunteer to be the liaison or the conduit of information from the chapter into their organization. Upcoming leadership things, upcoming career days, things that we're putting, you know, we're, we're already into our planning phases for some things out in February and March of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we present that, once we've got everything finalized, we present that to our corporate ambassadors who then take it within their organization and their peers. And, you know, part of that is a membership drive because um, maybe you're sitting at Wells Fargo and you're in the PMO and in the PMO you've got 35 people and 20 of them are chapter members and the other 15 aren't. Well, maybe they'll become chapter members if they can see the value that these other 20 folks are getting by participating in events that they're not participating in. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Obviously, we have some major organizations here in the Phoenix, local Mm -hmm. Phoenix area. And having been in a member in other chapters, and I have seen the involvement of those corporations with the local chapters, I think Phoenix has an opportunity to really improve. So this program hopefully is the first step. And then for the organizations out there listening, I would suggest don't wait uh, necessarily for the ambassadors program, right? Reach out to the board and let's see how we can get those organizations more involved with the local chapter. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. Hey, I was wondering if you could have, you know, considering your experience at large and then Nicole and John's experience there in Phoenix, I was wondering if if, uh, one or more of you might be able to just kind of discuss, if you will, what kind of opportunities exist at local chapters. I mean, we tell, we encourage our folks to join their local chapters. So, you know, what what are the flavors of projects? What what kind of roles uh, are open? What kind of opportunities are there, you know, for folks listening and, and the folks on Twitter and all of that? Thank you. 
Well, I'll jump in first before I turn it over to you guys. And I'll say as just as a member at large and never as a volunteer board member in past chapters, I've the chapter had a mentoring program itself. Uh, so I was an active mentor that was working with uh, project managers or people pursuing project management or a CAPM uh, PMP type certification. Ran that multiple times in Atlanta over a period of years where I was participating uh, as a mentor. Obviously, local events and chapter dinner meetings and breakfast meetings where you're doing knowledge sharing. I've presented multiple times both here in Phoenix and Atlanta and other organizations on best practices for project management, uh, different services that organizations provide, innovation in project management, such as PMO as a service, which is more popular over in Europe than it is here in the States. So different ways to get out there as a member and share with my co-members opportunities to share my experience and see how we can kind of rising tide lift all boats. So how can we help each other now, Nicole and, and John, from board position, perhaps a different perspective, some stuff you've already touched on, but others that maybe we can add to that. On any chapter website, there's a page where it shows open, opportun- open opportunities currently for volunteers. And it's certainly not a comprehensive list um, because there's always areas that we can improve upon that we may not necessarily have posted. So to your question, Eric, pretty much any team or visibility there, there's something needed to support it. So, you know, to make an event happen to whether it be a a chapter meeting, there's people behind the scenes that are doing the registration. And then there's people on site that are doing the audio visual. You know, there's also people on site that are doing the check-in desk, you know, but yet at the same time, we've got people that are um, supporting the website and everything that goes into building that and SharePoint and, you know, Joomla and all the programs that we have that are behind the scenes, maybe for people that aren't as willing to have the FaceTime or the client relationship side. But we also offer study groups, um, which is to help people that have gone through their um, required courses to be able to sit for the test. And so we do have people that have previously passed tests that are available to help coach people to get and complete their test. So, you know, there's so many opportunities with every chapter to help give back to the body. And so I know a lot of times people are concerned with, I don't know if I have the time. Well, sometimes it's as little as three to five hours a week at the most. And depending on what you do, I mean, we also have a team of photographers, for example, who go around to the various events and and their role is simply to take pictures and then have them available to share on social media and for us to use on websites and other events that we're advertising and promoting. So, you know, really, we welcome any and all support that's available and out there. And, you know, even if it is as simple as somebody who's a big cheerleader and advocate within their PMO or somebody that maybe wants to learn about a different team that they're not currently active in, maybe they want to learn more about um, external relations or programs or, or have some great ideas for development and they want to help us build that out as a chapter. I mean, the career development workshops we used to do more consistently. And I think what the change in leadership may be, it, it didn't happen as frequently as it had in the past. So it's good that we're bringing these kinds of things back because of the amount of inquiries that we're getting from various members. So, you know, we're always open to new ideas. That's the only way we can grow is if people continue to bring up questions. 
Yeah, I think I've been a member of five different chapters, and the one thing I can say is they're all different, right? Certainly, they're all Mm -hmm. rooted in PMI, the broader organization, but they all have their own unique challenges and their unique benefits, and Phoenix is no different than others, right? There's always opportunities for improvement, but there's Mm -hmm. other things you guys are knocking out of the park and doing a great job on. Thank you. You know, one thing I, as a project manager and also a owner of a small business that focuses on project management I get to use my project management skills as an entrepreneur to help my project, which is right, grow my company. Eric, you've got multiple companies. You've got your military experience you have, of course. What do you think the role of project management and entrepreneurship are? Are they the same? Are they connected? How do they relate? (laughs) Well, so this may be a bit incendiary. Uh, It's happened to be a couple of times on LinkedIn, but I have a working hypothesis that project managers and entrepreneurs fill a very similar role in society uh, and uh, the organizations they work for. So, you know, if if you're going to start something and and grow it and make it sustainable, well, that's a temporary, unique endeavor. A veteranpreneur, entrepreneur, intrapreneur inside of a company, whatever it is, I think that project managers and entrepreneurs create value out of nothing or a bunch of disparate uh, resources that they organize and gather. So, uh, you, you know, and if so, if you're with me on that working hypothesis that they, that entrepreneurs and project managers fill the same role, well, then it would follow, I think, that, you know, give an entrepreneur a, a bit of, you know, project management fundamentals 101, and I bet they start in, uh, organizations more consistently uh, and, and create success more consistently. Conversely, you give project managers, uh, project managers, some some visionary skills, uh, uh, some some entrepreneur skills um, and capabilities, and now you have a very robust internal mechanism, force multiplier, if you will, to really help grow organizations. So, so yeah, I think I think they're one and the same. It's just a different title based on the context that they're doing the project in. Yeah, it's interesting. Here in Phoenix, there's a or a group called Hashtag Yes Phoenix, and it's for entrepreneurs. And it's it's essentially, you know, probably thousands of entrepreneurs who have banded together to lean on each other to ask questions and advice. And where do you get this resource and how can we help each other? And one of the questions recently had come up about how do you help remove stress and distractions at your job? And probably 75% of the responses came with do better planning, <laughs> look at resource management, manage how your costs are coming across, uh, get software that can help you organize your activities. And I'm thinking, geez, every one of these are components of project management. So Eric, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't know if they're the same. Obviously, there are some elements of entrepreneurship that are a little bit unique than project management, but boy, they're pretty uh, tightly combined, I think. So you think about entrepreneurship and, and what that has, and you talk about uh, all the stuff we've talked about with chapters and, and membership and you have, there's always that step to the next level, right? And as an entrepreneur, you want to, hey, let, let, if I get to five years, I think I kind of made it, right? Or as a person who's looking to get into project management, it's maybe I want to get certified. How does a local chapter like Phoenix help members get down that path, right? How do you reach that point of PMP certification or CAPM certification or any of the others, of course? Is there anything within the local chapter you're doing to assist those members get to that goal? We do have 
different organizations that we partner with to offer the um, required credentials to be able to get the, well, actually several of them, the PMP, mm-hmm. the CAPM, and the A. ACP. Yeah, ACP as well. Um, so we're always promoting them as opportunities for them to take their classes at. Um, there are certain many resources. Those are just ones that we happen to partner with as a chapter. But in addition to that, as I mentioned, we also have a Saturday study group program that we offer in two different areas of the Valley. And what it is, is once they've gone through the required coursework that's needed, it helps them to feel more comfortable to be able to pass the test. Because although I know a lot of the boot camps advertise, um, you know, that they have, they help them and guarantee that they'll pass the test um, within the first try. A lot of times that's not necessarily the case, you know, because there's not enough time for them to absorb all the information that's within a very small window for a boot camp. So the Saturday study group helps break down the additional best practices and methodologies as far as for um, how to take the test, how to, you know, practice and study for it, what kind of things you should do to ensure that you're going to pass it on the first try and not have to come back and do it again. (laughs) And I know Eric, that's the PM, kind of, I guess, does a, I call it a roadshow where you're hitting the military bases across the U.S. and now Canada with similar, right? You're you're helping vets pass the PMP exam. Can you share a little bit about that with us and of course the success rate you're having with them right so i mean you know one of we do a lot of different things for our veteran it's it's basically a custom solution it's a full development professional you know stack they can pick any or all of the services we offer to develop themselves but but basically the objective is you know hey look so i spent eight years in two uniforms i've spent 20 plus years running projects and programs for government private sector nonprofits, etc so you know, we, we kind of understand intimately what the civilians need them to look like, sound like, and act like. So really what we teach them is not only to pass the exam. I mean, there's a lot of great, you know, uh, organizations out there that can, that can help anybody achieve PMP status. But as we all know on this call, the PMP is simply a, a piece of evidence that we can use to convey to the, you know, the hiring manager, the reader of our resume, whatever, that that we are what we say we are and we uh, can fulfill the role they need us to fulfill, which is deliver their projects. So we train for the PMP, but we also train them, you know, business 101. Here's what a PL statement is. So if you hear the boss mention that in a staff meeting, you, you know what they're talking about. Here's some fundamental things, some interpersonal skills, some interview skills, so, uh, some, some things that they may not be equipped with, but will be just as critical to their project management success as their project management skills. After all, project management is a subset of general management, which is there to, you know, start, create and grow organizations. So so we kind of offer a full range of services um, and then meet each individual where they are and uh, they can kind of a la carte uh, from there what they need. Uh, But I will say for the context of this call, one of the key things that we do is, again, we encourage them to get with their local PMI chapters. We've had many PMI leaders from local chapters coming and talk to our guys and gals at our training classes. And we've helped facilitate relationship building. So, you know, if the PMI chapter in Fort Lauderdale wants to know somebody at, at, at McDill, we facilitate a warm handshake. I mean, you know, after all, we're all on the same team and we're all striving for the same mission. Employ talented project managers to enhance the organizations we work for. So, you know, that's the overarching objective in, uh, so, yeah, we work in concert with local chapters, with 
uh, you know, PMI Global um, with, you know, Society of American Military Engineers and, um, you know, the Canadian Defense Department. And um, that's awesome. Just wanted to throw another comment out there uh, based on a couple of things Eric said and Nicole said. Um, We do breakfast meetings, as you're aware. Our most current and our newest breakfast meeting is being held in what I would call the far west valley. <laughs> I mean, I, I, live, I, I live over that way, but um, at Luke Air Force Base. So we have our, one of our military liaisons uh, that we have a couple that are volunteers, strictly volunteers for the chapter. Uh, but the host of that meeting, breakfast meeting, is one of our military folks that's still in the service, but working towards the transition. And I thought I would mention it. It's it's started off a little bit slow, but we've got we're we're gaining momentum, and we're getting quite a few military folks to come out to that breakfast. That's great. This discussion uh, about the military and veterans. Uh, I'm going to give myself a shameless plug here for a moment. Currently training to run the Marine Corps Marathon on October 28th in Washington D.C. And as part of that, I am fundraising for a charity called Team Red, White, and Blue. That's a a national organization that supports veterans locally within their communities using exercise and community service to get the veterans plugged back into the community. So if you're listening and you want to make a donation to help me support our veterans and race the Marine Corps Marathon, you can visit PMOJoe.com. And I have a link on there to the Team Red, White, and Blue fundraising page, and you can make a donation out there. So thanks, uh, listeners, uh, for letting me plug my my crazy endeavor that I'm in the middle of, which is a project, right? I'm treating uh-huh. my marathon as a project. It's definitely unique, and it's got a beginning, and hopefully it's got a happy ending. <laughs> John, you had mentioned a little bit, uh, you touched on the, the breakfast meetings. What other chapter meetings do you guys have? And Nicole as well, right? What frequency do they have? People here in the Valley, if they're thinking about joining and you know, I'm over in Gilbert, and boy, it would be tough for me to get to Luke Air Force Base, but luckily, mm-hmm. there's stuff in Chandler that I get to go to. Yeah. So where are some of the events held around uh, town, and, and where can we go to get more information about those? Well, you can always go to the website, um, www.phx-pmi.org and see the calendar of events and where everything's going to be at. But there are four breakfast meetings and they are scattered around the valley and those are held monthly and they always have different speakers and topics that are going to be at each of them. They also earn people a PDU just for attending those, but a lot of times breakfast hours are better for people than the nighttime hours. So they are in uh, Chandler, Luke Air Force Base, Scottsdale. What's the fourth one? Casino, Arizona, oh, okay. which yeah, that's South I don't know. Scottsdale. Yeah, I guess so. North yeah. Tempe. There's there are four different locations, um, and then there's also a, a dinner meeting, but that's held every other month currently. And although it's held on site at the Orange Tree Resort, we do broadcast feeds as well. So we have one in Chandler and um, at APS. And, the West Side. And in then, Buckeye at okay. APS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Prescott is the other one? Right. Prescott's on online now, and we are working with Flagstaff to As try well. and get them up and running. That's great. And I think that's important, obviously, to let folks know here. Phoenix is such a widespread town 
that it can be a challenge, right? To, <laughs> if you're on one part of town to get to another. So to have multiple opportunities to get to a meeting, I think is really important. So that's great that they do that. We talked a little bit about what the chapter does to be able to assist passing certification and getting exams passed. Eric had touched a little bit, of course, on what his organization is doing to help prepare uh, veterans to get careers. How about from the PMI chapters? What are you doing to help organizations or individuals, rather, members with their job-seeking efforts? Is there any programs in place that you guys have to help them out there while they're looking? Well, I mean, I think it's more, um, as I said, we're trying to, to reactivate the whole um, career professional development workshops that we used to do quarterly. So I, the first one, I believe, is going to be September 8th, but we're still mm-hmm. trying to finalize the logistics as far as where it's going to be at first before we announce it. But we also have a job fair group on LinkedIn that um, we post jobs at as we get them. In fact, we invite recruiters to um, post jobs there directly. I often have many that are reaching out to me and say, hey, can I can I advertise a few jobs that we have? And we, of course, very much welcome it because we want to help provide tools and resources. Since I'm active, a volunteer with the Project Manager Chapter and also an organization called Career Connectors, I'm always trying to provide extra resources to members that might be looking. And so... You know, we just, we continuously try to share um, various tools that we hear about that will benefit all of the members that are potentially job seeking. We also, um, if everybody's aware, there's a career page within PMI corporate as well. And so we do have a link to it on our website. We are trying to create our own page within the website to keep job jobs posted locally also. But um, currently, those are the items that we have mainly in place. And let me throw one other thing in there. We also, every other, well, every other month we have a dinner meeting, as Nicole mentioned, but the other months, every other month, we have a social networking event. Uh, We do that because a lot of people want to ask for it, but two, it gives people, majority of people that join PMI, join for the networking. It gives them an opportunity to meet people that do the same thing that they do. By providing a a networking opportunity, we get a lot, you know, 30, 40 people show up that are all there for the same reason, to talk to each other. And those are are usually held at um, numerous locations around the valleys so that we can spread it out a little bit. And and, um, it's a great opportunity for people to just get together, sit down at the table and say... um, this is what I do. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, we um, also are working on more involvement on, a, on on military transitions. And PMI itself is going through a transition right now. Uh, the focus for PMI, let's say eight years ago, and I'm sure you're aware of this, was uh, much more so on the organizations. If organizations utilize project management and attribute their success to it, that's going to create more, you know, more membership for PMI. PMI is changing that focus. Uh, We're about halfway through this transition right now to be on the practitioners, on the people that are actually doing the work. And I think myself personally, I think it's a great thing to transition the focus of PMI onto those people they're the ones that, one, need the training. Mm-hmm. They, um, there are a lot of PMPs uh, throughout the world. There's more PMPs than there are members. 
Um, but by focusing on the practitioner, I think you're going to find better project management within organizations. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's the, the strength of any organization or the people, right? And no. really, PMI is, is that central body that we all lean into. Uh, but really, individually, it's how stronger we are will make PMI stronger. Well, it, surprisingly, if you look down at your watch, you'll find out that we've almost consumed our hour here. So it goes <laughs> by quick. I want to thank all of you for being on and then give each of you an opportunity here to tell us how listeners can get a hold of you. Any last information that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, Eric, we'll start with you. What else do you have to add about Vets to PM or Vetstone? Anything else you're working on? And then lastly, how can everybody get a hold of you or your organizations to learn more about what you do? Sure. Thanks, Joe. So um, Vets to PM is at www.vets2pm.com. And probably most importantly for this audience um, is the general translation tool uh, available to everybody, trainer agnostic. That is uh, VetStone, so www.militaryvetstone.com. So kind of like the Rosetta Stone, but for uh, military veterans trying to get into project management. And connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's a platform I use quite frequently, Eric A. Wright on LinkedIn. Uh, and I'm always at eric at vets2pm.com should anyone need me or want to schedule a 30-minute personal uh, phone call with me. I run office hours 1 to 4 p.m. every day Eastern Standard to mentor and assist and career plan and talk strategy and that kind of stuff. So always available there uh, at Calendy, and I can share that uh, link with anybody who emails. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I appreciate it, Eric. And I can, I've known Eric, I guess it's going on a couple of years now, and I can certainly say there, I haven't met a more genuine individual in the project management space who is all about assisting veterans and trying to help our profession get better. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work with him on our joint mentoring program, but it, Eric's as good as it gets. So everybody who has an opportunity to interf- interact with Eric, take advantage of that in the program that he offers with VetStone and Vets to PM. I think you're going to be much better off for that. Nicole, how about yourself and uh, PMI Phoenix? Well, my name is Nicole Langston, and um, they can always email me at vpmarketing at phx-pmi.org. They can also email the board if they they prefer to. Um, not everything falls under me, but I'm happy to share as well. But just to board at uh, phx-pmi.org. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Always welcome people to connect with me, and if people are interested in volunteering or just have general questions um, or ideas of areas that we can improve upon. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I'm always willing to answer questions and help people. And and I I get questions all the time. So anything that, you know, I can do to give back to the body is is important to me. And just uh, we had some more information come in through Twitter. They weren't, there were users out there, or listeners rather, that there was job boards and availability of those positions available on the PMI site. So thanks for sharing that. Good. That's obviously useful information. Good. I think it is newer. Yeah. And then also a comment for John uh, that he wanted to thank you and the board uh, for expanding the meetings beyond just the Phoenix area to ensure that we're getting members out there in the uh, 
suburbs are Good. able to get access as well. So obviously listeners are enjoying what you're doing. Good. So thank you for that and keep up the good work. We appreciate it. Thank you. John, you get a uh, last call here to be able to <laughs> sign off and uh, share how people can get in touch with you and or any additional information about the Phoenix chapter. Okay. Well, I, get a, I have to reiterate what Nicole said. Um, all of the board's email addresses are available on our PMI website. So it's PMI or PHX I always say dash. I always say dash. So phx pmi.org. If you want to get directly and connected to me, it's president. My email address is president at phx pmi.org. And I'd love to hear from you. And I will put in a final plug because we talked about it a little bit, but we are always looking for volunteers. Volunteers are the backbone of PMI, and they're the backbone of the chapter. Uh, the more volunteers we have, the more services and the more things we can do. So if you have an interest at all in volunteering, even if it's a, an hour a week, we can find an opportunity for you to be part of the chapter on a volunteer basis. That's great. Well, Eric, John, and Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show today. I also want to thank uh, the listeners who were providing comments and commentary questions out on Twitter. A reminder to everybody that we'll be live on the first and third Thursday each month. And our next show will be August 16th. We've got the president of the local IIBA chapter coming on. And we also have a guest joining us from Cygnus. So we really look forward to that show. I want to thank our sponsors, the PMO Squad, where we deploy our squad teams to rescue your failing projects and PMOs. And we help to lead your key strategic initiatives, train your teams on project management, and help you set up PMOs. And, of course, our newest sponsor, Talaya, where they do a rapid implementation using a software tool, Talaya Open PPM, that easily integrates in with Microsoft Project, Jira, and others. And you can get a free 30-day trial at www.talaya, T-A-L-A-I-A, hyphen, openppm.com. That's it for now. Office hours are closed. Until next time, I'm Joe Puzz, PMO Joe, and you've been listening to Project Management Office Hours.